Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Man, today is the first Sunday of the last month. Man, Sunday, December already is here. Yeah. You know, just last week it felt like there was a shutdown. <laughs> the, the, the life has changed. And here it is at December. And man, the year went by fast. And it's Communion Sunday and people are gathering themselves in preparation for the end of the year going into the new year because we've learned that however you leave determines how you enter. Yes. So it's important that you develop the right mindset yep. going into the new year because that's going to set the tone for the year ahead. And that mindset doesn't start December 31st. Yeah, you don't wake up <laughs> New Year's Eve and say, okay, let me get my head together. Yes. No, 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 no. It's like kind of backing up to get a running start mm-hmm. and running out there. Hey, your word was great last week. We had Thank a you. lot of great Thank response, you. especially from you millennials out there. I don't know. What, what's the story of millennials? They like props? I get, they, but they love the visual? But don't start doing props because I'm doing props. I'm doing it next week. You're not going to do props. I'm going to start having props. No. Yeah. No. That. You got the board. That's your thing. Everybody knows. Dr. Aaron Bernard with the board. You, know, you got the writing board. You got the, Write us in. Tell us if you want me to use props. No. And we'll settle this <laughs> from the community. No, but it's, it was, it's been a good um, start. Uh, thank you for all those who participated in our Winterfest. We had an amazing time. I uh, just interacted with the individuals. Uh, thank you because, you know, when you give us comments in the, the chats, uh, it, it, it allows us to interact you know, with individuals, especially when we haven't seen people in a long period of time. Yeah. So thank you for interacting with us. Thank you for the Winterfest. We got next week's Winterfest, uh, part two, uh, which I'm excited about. And uh, we got some nice surprises. Oh, really? Yeah, we got, so you think you can sing is one of the Uh-oh. elements. Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll know who'll be coming out to that one. Yes. People who think they can sing. Okay. Well, no, you had to, you had to send your videos in prior to. Ah, okay. Yeah. And to go over it. Yeah. Also, next Sunday is uh, Ugly Sweater Sunday. No, the 20th. The 20th? Yes, I thought 20th. it was next week. No, it's not next week. I was all ready for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I got to save it now? Yes, you got to save it. Or you can buy two and just keep wearing them. Two weeks back to back? If you want. Ugly sweater? Yep, if you want. Okay. I got to find the right ugly sweater <laughs> just for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a little competition. <laughs> but uh, we, we got, we've gotten a lot of feedback, uh, especially with prayer. You know, to, to a lot of people, and for many, prayer is still a mystery. There's mystery. There's elements of mystery dealing with prayer. What you just said is powerful and true. Prayer is a mystery because how is it that we have access to communicate Mm -hmm. with this unseen God and know that he hears us, that he's responding to us? I mean, all of that takes faith Mm -hmm. and not only faith, but experience, the experiences of others who have had that connection. The Bible is filled with stories Mm -hmm. about Yahweh 
and his interaction with human beings, with humanity, through the power of prayer. Yeah, and you said something great because you, 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 you emphasize Yahweh. And I think the, your, the way you look at God, your understanding of God, are really sets the tone on your prayer life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and yeah, I use the term Yahweh, which Jesus, Yeshua, mm-hmm. you know, all of these names uh, run together. Jesus, the name Jesus, Joshua, mm-hmm. was a common name in Israel. And that's why he was called Jesus Christ. Yes. And you all out there, Jesus, Christ is not Jesus's last name. Let you all <laughs> know just in case. <laughs> folks are thinking Christ oh. means the anointed one. Yes. And that's how he was understood and presented. So he is Jesus the Christ. And the anointed one. And, yep. and it's good because you know, a lot of Christians didn't even know what Christ stood for. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Christians need to get ourselves together on yes. this. And you know what? Even talking about prayer, because um, I found, as I learned and, and I grow, I've been in ministry for 42 years, your, your mom and I, you know, and you grow, you learn. And uh, I realized as I look back how narrow my concept of Christianity and, and God was, uh, it was quite exclusive because I went into the Pentecostal church and I needed that extreme coming out of the nation of Islam, the black Muslim movement. I needed that, that opposite extreme and then God will bring me back to balance. Yes. Um, but my, my, my picture of God was quite narrow. It was like them and us. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him as God loving the world and his relationship with the world at large. I just saw him in the context of his relationship with me and my spiritual community or denomination. Yeah. Well, can I read this text for you to help get this started? Because this is one of the um, most consistent questions that we receive. And I'm using the text to help really build uh, the question. So it says, uh, Luke chapter 18, I'm reading out out of the ESV, uh, start at verse 1, and it says, And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose faith, a heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in the city who kept coming to him and saying, give me just justice against my adversaries. For a while he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, Yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says, and I will not give justice to his elect who cry to him. Oh, no, he says, will I, will I, I not? Will I not? And will I justice. not give justice to the elect who cry for him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will get, find faith on will the earth. Will he, he find, find faith, faith on the earth? earth. Yeah, and, and, word faith there, pistis. Yes. Yeah, and, and so the question is, and, 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 and is, is, how often should I pray for the same thing? Uh, and, and does that say I don't have faith? Because you know, a lot of you know, pray for it and leave it to God. You know, and, yeah. But yet this is talking about consistent prayer, constant prayer. And you know, I know what the text means, but I'm you know, asking, uh, you asking me for the sake of. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. You're representative here, folks. Um, 
So, so first of all, let's, not, let's understand what it's not saying. Mm -hmm. It is not drawing an equivocation between an unjust judge and Yahweh and God. All right? Because mm -hmm. God is not unjust. Yes. He is not one that you have to badger and wear out in order to get him to respond. So that's not what Jesus would say. But some some realms or some spheres <sighs> of, of Christendom, you they, that's what they preach. I know, I know, I know, but that's not God. You don't have to wear him down as though he's resistant to answering prayer. He said, fear not, little flock. It's your heavenly father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom, which means that all that's related to the kingdom, that's his desire. And that's a message right there. That's an amazing <laughs> message right there, but we have to continue. And, and come boldly, confidently to the throne of grace, right? Unmerited favor. You don't deserve it, mm -hmm. right? That you may obtain mercy to help in the time of need. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's incompatible to see him as an unjust judge that you've got to wear out mm -hmm. to demonstrate that you believe him. No, he knows your heart. He knows what you have need of. He invites us to come as an invitation to uh, participate. It's not, it's an invitation to prayer on his part, but it's an invitation from us to him to participate in our lives mm -hmm. because he created free will and, and respects free will, yes. right? So prayer is inviting God into your life openly, all right, to participate in what's happening in your life. So he's not someone that you've got to beat down, beat down, beat down. No, and no. What Jesus is saying, in fact, it's, it's, it's in the first verse that you read, all right, he was simply giving an illustration mm -hmm. of consistency in faith, not to give up just because the answer doesn't come right away. Yeah. Because there's so many things going on, all right, related to answered prayer that we don't even know about. If, if that prayer requires God to arrange certain people in your life, certain things, timing for the answer to that prayer, you know, it's not like, okay, God is a genie and, you know, you, you rub the Bible and he pops up and gives you what you want. And that's their approach sometimes. Yeah. Approach if you're praying for a job, okay, what does God have to align mm -hmm. in order to get that opportunity for that job to you? I call it the law of alignment. Oh, I like that. You like that? That's good. That'll preach. Yeah, it's a law of alignment. Yeah. So things have to be lined up in order for certain things to happen, for certain prayers to be answered. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a while. Yep. So we don't know what has to happen behind the scenes in order for that prayer to be answered. So Jesus is saying, you know, and, and he's not giving information. He doesn't give us all that information. Nope. We don't know. In fact, if we knew, we'd probably mess it up anyway, yes. trying to make it happen faster. <laughs> We're going to God's way. Uh, exactly. Like we gonna, normally do. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's talking about consistency. It's, he, in fact, in another passage, he says, he says, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give his Holy Spirit to those that ask him? Mm -hmm. So he's not making a, 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 an equivocation between himself and someone unjust. Yes. God is not unjust. God is just. Yep. And that's very, very important. So it's about not losing heart. If individuals dealing with unjust rulers, all right, shouldn't lose heart, mm -hmm. then definitely... Those dealing with a just ruler, Yahweh, 
should never lose heart. And then they also have to understand that if God is just, his justice dictates how he responds as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. His justice, yes, his wisdom, love. Yep. Mm-hmm. his love, all of those come into yes. play. When we answer a request from someone, mm-hmm. everything comes into play. Our, our whole soul, our mind, our intellect, mm-hmm. our will, and our emotions come into play in order to respond yep. to someone making a request of us. Yep. And that's why I tell people, I say, so define justice. Yeah. So you can understand how he's operating. That's yeah. why I said the way we look at God uh, really, really sets the standard on how we approach prayer. Yeah, you know, I, and I've heard sermons, you know, you got to hold on to the horns of the altar until you get it. <laughs> you know, I, it's, 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 it's great. Yes. You know, I enjoy it. It can be entertaining, but <laughs> we want truth. Yes. And it's truth that sets us free, free mm-hmm. from anxiety, impatience, fear, unbelief. It's truth that resolve that, you know, resolves all of that. And our willingness to believe in that truth, to trust that truth. Yes. This is good that stuff. That was a sermon right Yes, there. it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is. We can end right there. Uh, but, you know, you know, going back to the mystery of prayer, you know, and at, at the core of the question is, why is prayer such a mystery? Uh, yeah, it goes back to some of the things I just said, because mm-hmm. there's so many things going on in this world. And we don't, we're not privy yes. to all the information. So when we make a request, what does it take mm-hmm. in order to make that happen? You know, I, we know that in the natural. Like if you go and apply for a loan, yes. right? You fill out the application and you submit it. But then it has to go through a process, mm-hmm. different departments. It has to go to an underwriter, you know, depending upon the size of, of the amount, you know, your credit standing. I mean, there's just so much involved. And we accept that. Yes. But when we go to God, we want, well, what's taking you so long? I just prayed 10 minutes ago. Because he's God, though. <laughs> but he works within certain rules that he's established in the earth realm, in humanity, and even in the angelic realm. Mm-hmm. He's established certain rules, certain guides. And that's why he's dependable, because you can trust the principles that he has placed in motion. And when needed to override those principles with another principle, mm-hmm. he doesn't violate one nope. principle. He can override it with another principle. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like there's gravity. Yep. That's a principle. That's a law. But then there's also the law of lift. Yes. When you have the right aerodynamic yes. co- construct and... You know, you put speed, all of a sudden, you'll defy the law of gravity. Yep. So one law can supersede another. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. has made us free from the law of sin and death. Mm. Two laws at work. Yes. The spirit of life. Boy, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> the spirit of life and the spirit of death. Mm-hmm. So the spirit of life is more powerful yes. than the spirit of death. So one law is able to overcome the other and liberate us. And that's good right there. That's, that's so good because, you know, some people look at that as God being uh, powerless or it reduces his power. But yeah. no, he's so sovereign. He's so uh, omniscient, right? That he can use the necessary laws that he has put in place to work towards his good. Yeah, and things that have to happen and promises that he made because he is faithful to his promises. Mm-hmm. So he makes a promise to Abraham, all right? And says that out of you is going to come a nation of people. But Abraham has to reproduce, have to have children. His children have to have children. Generations have to go by. Certain things have to be put in place. Abraham has to move to Canaan. (laughs) And the Canaanites and the Amalekites were one and the same in terms of a nation and culture of people. 
right? So God says to Abraham, 400 years are going to go by in order for the fulfillment of this promise, this part of the promise, to be realized. So now, you know, we, we have Abraham, Isaac, <laughs> we have Jacob, we have Joseph, we have the tribes of Israel. And finally, we get to Egypt and the, the Hebrews in Egypt and Moses emerges, right? And then God says to Moses from a burning bush, I heard your cry. Well, where have you been for 400 years, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we're talking about the formation of a nation mm -hmm. and what it took in order to bring that to pass. He had to deal with each individual, each patriarch, their fears, their concerns, their obedience, lack thereof, their faith, and then the next generation. So there's just so much involved in God responding to the cries of humanity. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and, and in addition to that, there's certain things that he does to make sure that he leaves an indelible mark. So, okay, oh, this is only yeah. God. You know that, was, that, this you know that he was God. there, you know, right? There's certain things that he, he's, I think he saves. <laughs> For, you know, just say, okay, you know, this is a God moment. And I say, wow, okay, that's only God. And you hear that you know, with some of the prayers because you go through the, the sometimes you go through the process of disappointment. Right. right. You say, wow, okay, Lord, you know, maybe it wasn't for me. The next, you know, some, you get a phone call. Just when you thought, you know, you weren't going to get that call, you get the call. And then they said, well, such and such happened. Okay, Lord, you are working right now. <laughs> you, are, you are working right Wait, now. But you know what that says? And, and that's the tension between the, the exercising of faith mm -hmm. creates a tension between the things that are seen and the things that are not seen. Oh, wait, you can't, I, you can't, can't go, you can't, that's, oh man. <laughs> so the exercising of your faith creates a tension. Between the things that are seen and mm -hmm. the things that are not seen. And will we call that a healthy tension? Yeah, biblically, yes. it's a healthy tension because faith becomes a substance mm -hmm. of that thing that you're hoping for. Yes. All right, the evidence of things that are not seen. So your faith, that word hypostasis there, means the support mm. of the thing hoped for. Wow. So your faith sometimes, your faith is not where it needs to be to support the very thing that you're asking for. You know, like a husband or a wife, you know, <laughs> family, <laughs> you know, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. So, so God not only has to bring, if it's righteous, if it's consistent, mm -hmm. you know, with his will and whatnot, then he not only has to bring that thing to you, but he has to prepare you to receive it. Yep. Because if you can't support what you're asking for, you'll collapse under the weight mm -hmm. of what you're asking for. He'd rather say no and not yet I, to save you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, and they use scriptures that, you know, every, every uh, wish, and I'm paraphrasing it, is yea and amen, amen. Yes. in Christ Jesus. And mm -hmm. we take that, and that means that, you know, whatever you want. And Jesus said, whatsoever you ask in my name. And we have to qualify that whatsoever. Yes. Because God is not going to, you know, respond to your prayer request because you're mad with someone you want them wiped out. Or a lot of numbers. Uh, yeah, that's not, numbers. that's witchcraft. Yes. That, that's <laughs> sorcery. That's, yep. that's not biblical. But if we're going to look at prayer, and I don't, I, I, I'm going to jump into some yes, yes, text. Yes, we're yes, good? Yes. All right. I think the, we, we've got to have an aerial view and connect some dots. Okay. All right. So I want to connect some dots to give us a broader picture of this thing called prayer and why the scripture lines prayer up in a certain way. Mm -hmm. All right. So if we will go to, man, you know what? Let's go to first Timothy, first Timothy, because this, this really gives a aerial view top of where you begin with prayer yes. and how prayer affects the world. 
Because if prayer is only about you, that's selfish. And that's not God. Well, that tends to be most Christians. Oh, and then, and all the, mer- the sermons that are preached, mm-hmm. you know, not all, but many of the sermons that are yes. preached, you know, it's like, this is how to get your blessing right now. <laughs> yep. You know, but God's not like that. How does Jesus start out? All right. Our father. Yes. Collective. He's thinking community, mm-hmm. collective body, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Mm-hmm. Right. The reign and rule of God. These are all much higher level thing before we get to give us this day our daily bread. Yes. Yep. You know, <laughs> there's some other things mm-hmm. that God wants us to put forward because we are his ambassadors. And that's so important. Christians. You know, act like we're part of a club. No, we are his ambassadors. We are his representatives. Jesus said, you will be witnesses. I gi- I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit for purpose so that you, your life, everything about you and that you do becomes a witness yes. of me, of my, my life, my death, my resurrection. So let's start 1 Timothy chapter 2. Um, beautiful. And I'm reading in the New American Bible. First of all, then... All right. Mm-hmm. And, and the then and the therefore go back up to chapter one. You could read that when you want about some people who got messed up in, 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 in using their faith. Yeah. They were very selfish about it and thought that this was about witchcraft, you know. Uh, all right. So verse one, first of all, all right, first of all, which means primary in order. Yes. First of all, then I ask that supplications Prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone. And that's important. First of all, which means this is, this, like we're going to talk about prayer? Yes. This is first. Mm-hmm. All right? First of all, then I ask, then I ask that supplications, supplications, these words, we're not going to break them down right now, but it's just, it, it's, it's a, a prayer of request yes. that you present mm-hmm. before God. You know, petition, mm-hmm. something that you are petitioning. And that's a little bit greater intensity. But we're not going to break that down. So, all right, Thanksgiving, prayers, petitions, supplication, prayers, petitions, and Thanksgiving be offered for everyone. And I, I think the word everyone is important there. Because like I said in the beginning uh, of our conversation, I, I had this, and, and again, we're only, we only think to the level of what we're exposed to. I had this very narrow picture of God and the Christian community. It was about us, mm-hmm. our group. But God is not like that. He is universal. God so loved the world. world. Yes. So when we say that he's saying here, pray for everyone, supplications, petitions, mm-hmm. you know, uh, intercessions should be made for everyone. And that's it's including consistent. people that you don't like. Exactly. Your enemies. So Jesus difficult. talked about your enemies. I wrestle with that. Everyone <laughs> means everyone. Yes. All means all. <laughs> you, not, you, you don't pick and choose. I know. You know, and it goes back to Isaiah 56. Beautiful Isaiah 56, 7. It says, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Mm -hmm. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for the Jews. Doesn't say that. No. (laughs) It says for all people. Mm -hmm. And this is the text that Jesus was quoting when he overturned the tables of the money changers. Remember? Yes. And he, right. he ran them out. Mm-hmm. He said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Mm-hmm. But you have made it a den of thieves. So what is he declaring about prayer and Yahweh? 
It's to cover everyone. Mm. It's not to be just selfish for your community and your personal needs. So that's why Timothy starts out by saying prayer, supplications, intercessions be made for everyone. So you start prayer at the top level Mm -hmm. where you consider humanity and consider the fact that you're an ambassador of God representing him in the earth. Someone that he's invested his authority in. And we'll get into the rod and the scepter and what does that mean and that language when referred to Jesus and refers to us, the mm-hmm. church. So he's invested authority to us in the earth realm that has to be respected by principalities and powers. And now when we get into prayer, right, we are exercising that authority. Mm. We join him in his intercessory role. Remember, he's right now king and priest, and he has made us kings and priests, right? So his kingly role is in government, right? And governing and his priestly role is intercession, Mm -hmm. his intercessory role. We have a governing role with him and we'll talk about that. All right. Uh, Because it doesn't mean we manipulate God, but we also have a priestly role and that is intercession. So we share in his intercession for humanity because in this, in this very text in, 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 in Timothy, (laughs) You know, he says that, that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. You just, re- you just reshaped a lot of his <laughs> approaches because, you know, when, when you look at that, it's like, wow, so Jesus is intercessing. We are working with him, intercessing. So it's, it's, a, it's more of a global mindset, a more global thinking. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I did, I, I'm a part of that group, and sometimes I'll wake up and you know, just start praying about myself. Oh, Lord, you know, this is the day that you have made. <laughs> but that's humanity. That's our yes. broken, wounded, selfish humanity mm-hmm. where it's about us. And that's why when we come to Christ, if anything he has to deal with is our selfishness. Yes. Our self-centeredness, you know? So, so, you know, look, and, 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 and why, and I said, let's go back to Timothy. First Timothy chapter two, if you go down to verse four, what does it say? All right. In fact, let's go at verse three. This is good and pleasing to God, our savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There's also one mediator between God and the human race, Christ Jesus mm-hmm. himself, human, who gave himself as ransom for all. So that's why we pray. So his house should be called the house of prayer for all people. Yes. And as Christians, as believers, partners with him in this present administration to take out of the world, right? A people unto himself, but to expose every nation to the message of the gospel, which brings liberation. All right. We are partners with him. (laughs) We are laborers together with Mm -hmm. God. All right. As though God personally said, I want you. Yes. So we have to think of it that way. So prayer begins. Let's go back to first Timothy Chapter two, verse one. First of all, then I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be offered for again, everyone, everyone, everyone. Look at every camera, everyone, (laughs) everyone, everyone. That's where you start your prayers. You don't start your prayers selfishly. Mm -hmm. Lord, you know what I'm going through. Yeah. No, let's come out of that. Because remember, Job's calamity turned when he prayed for his friends, mm-hmm. you read the text. That was the turning point of his situation when he was taken out of himself. Yes. And he realized, though he was sick and afflicted and, and, and dealing with all that loss, his friends who were fine needed prayer more than he did. 
because of their lack of understanding about Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's that's where it begins. But then. So, again, you know, this is our priestly calling as intercessors with Jesus Christ. So and if you don't know what to pray for for the world, turn on the news, (laughs) turn on your TV. You've got 24 hour news cycle Mm -hmm. that's talking about world events. And it should you no one should say they don't know what to pray for. Yeah. So true. You say you're a Christian, you're a believer and you don't know what to pray for. no, I don't do it. Don't I can't, do it. I can't no. do that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so, but now let's continue in the text. That's why I love this first Timothy chapter two, verse one. All right. Verse two, right? Yeah. For kings and for all in authority that we, the believers, may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. So first we pray, pray for all of humanity. Then we move to what? Leadership. Nations. Leadership. Mm-hmm. Government. Mm-hmm. We move from all of humanity, all right, to government. Why? Because what's the world made of? Nations. Mm-hmm. Governments. So we pray for those in authority. Why? That we may lead peaceful lives, tranquil lives. And, and, and I love the way it says here in the NAB, for kings and all in authority that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all, de- all devotion and dignity. Essentially, that's saying we can practice our faith. Mm-hmm. We pray for government so that we can practice our faith. We take that for granted. Yep. Here in America, because, you know, and I thank God for our Christian identity here in America. You know, we're not constitutionally Christian. But we are culturally and ceremonially Christian. Mm-hmm. We declare a nation under God. And even that language is new. That doesn't go back to the 1776. That happened in the early 1900s where, you know, that the, it was changed. The Pledge of Allegiance didn't begin that way. We added one nation under God. And, and that's great. That means we want to acknowledge Yahweh. And we know what God is talking about. Yep. Right. So prayers for those in authority, those in government, that we may practice our faith. With devotion and dignity, the text says, undisturbed by government and at the same time protected by government. Mm -hmm. So no wonder we pray for everyone. But now we pray for governments, plural, Mm -hmm. around the world. All right. And we're going to get into why that's important. So we pray for government because government determines whether we can practice and live out our faith. Yes. If the government creates laws that prohibit our faith or that a, a government is unfriendly to Christianity, unfriendly to our faith, all right, then we're not going to be able to practice it. They're having, they're having issues like that in China, right? Oh, I'm going to give you some statistics, man, because consider this, all right? And let's, remember I said, let's connect the dots. So here we have uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2 saying, pray for everyone, mm-hmm. but then going right to, immediately after that, going right to pray for governments. Yes. So before you pray for yourself and your community and all that, pray for governments. Why? What did he say? What was the, what's the Great Commission? Go into, let's go to Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore, the therefore is because of verse 18. Let's go to verse 18. Then Jesus approached and said to them, this is after his resurrection, right? Yes. All power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. I've got the power. I've got the authority now given to me by Yahweh of heaven 
and in earth. So now he's talking about exercising his rulership. And that's, we're going to get into that because he's not waiting until he returns to rule. Mm -hmm. He's ruling right now. Yes. So the question is, how is he ruling? Yep. What does that look like? How do we rule or reign with him yes. in this particular period of time? So he said, then Jesus approached and said to them, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, because you're going to go in my power. And what did he give us? His authority yes. in my name. Mm -hmm. Right. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all what? Nations. Nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. How can we go into nations if those nations are not friendly to the gospel? Mm -hmm. If governments are not going to allow us to come in and preach that message, how will they hear the message of the gospel? Yes. So when Jesus says, go into every nation, all right, he has to now anticipate the rise and fall of nations mm -hmm. and the friendliness or unfriendliness of nations to his message. Because remember now, this mission of going into all the world is Jesus re-entering the earth realm and invading Satan's territory. Yes. That's why he said the gates of hell will not prevail against you. This is my church. Why? Because the church will become the ambassadors of Christ in the world, carrying the message that Jesus came, that Messiah came, and now reclaiming the nations unto himself. So he's active now. He's not, you know, I remember when I got saved, I thought when it said that he's seated at the right hand of the father after his resurrection, that he's sitting there waiting for people to respond to the gospel, get saved. When the last one gets saved, then he's going to come down and take your business. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. He is actively involved in very specific ways and we partner with him. All right. So remember what I said, praying for government is important because we want to be able to practice our faith with dignity and devotion, undisturbed by government and protected by government. Yes. That's why the Second Amendment here in the United States is so important. The First Amendment, right, is so important because we talk about religious liberty. That's why when, when Christians talk about politics and all that, you know, more important than some loyalty to a political party or a political candidate is loyalty to a principle, and that is religious liberty. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's important. Yes. Doesn't matter what party is in power, it matters who is in favor of allowing us to practice our Christian faith with dignity, with devotion. Yes, no, that's good. Who's going to protect that right, mm -hmm. all right? And who is not going to interrupt or disturb that right? And that's why we have it so beautiful in the Constitution. So Jesus said, go into all the world, all the nations, all right? Practice your faith, preach, teach, make disciples. And this all requires the cooperation of government, no matter what form of government it takes. In 2019, uh, Open Doors USA is an organization that they do a nation watch. And in that nation watch, they list the countries that are favorable to the gospel or to Christians and unfavorable and the degrees of favorability or unfavorability. All right. And in 2019, the organization Open Doors USA published their annual report on countries where human and religious rights are being violated and those countries most vulnerable to social upheaval and destabilization. 
one out of nine Christians in the world live in an area or in a culture where Christianity is illegal, forbidden, or punished. Mm. How could we preach the gospel to a nation like that without Jesus intervening yes. in that nation, yep. in its history, in its growth, in its development, right? According to uh, a January 2019 article by TGC, which is the Gospel Coalition, during the 2019 World Watch List period, in the top 50 countries, a total of 1,266 churches or Christian buildings were attacked. 2,635 Christians were detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, and imprisoned. 4,136 Christians were killed for faith-related reasons. On average, that's 11 Christians killed every day for their faith around the world. You see, we think in our little world, our little box, and we're not in tune with what the Scripture is talking about, that we're partnering with Jesus. And that's why we're praying for the world. That's why we're praying nations. We want governments to be favorable. And we know that we, that's, see, when it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, yes. but against principalities and powers, in the NAB, it says, and world rulers. All right? Mm -hmm. Because these rulers and these governments are making decisions at, that affect the entrance of the gospel. And it is a gospel that is the salvation of humanity. So if that message, look at, look at, oh man, this is, this is good. I got goosebumps you gave me here. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? Mm -hmm. And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? That's the reality. So if a government doesn't want the gospel to come in, how can they hear of this Jesus who came to save them, yes. who came to set them free? So nations and praying for governments is critical, not just our own government. And that's at every level, local, state, federal, right here in the United States, the way it's arranged. And it may not be a president, maybe a prime minister, you know, it, 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 it may be a king, whatever that structure of government, it doesn't matter. We, we have to pray. So the primary concern of the Christian when it comes to politics, right, is religious liberty, as I said earlier. The freedom to practice our faith and devotion with devotion and dignity. And you may say, well, what about social issues, you know, like justice and equity and the life and dignity of the human person? That's informed by our faith. Yeah. Practicing our faith means that we are able to practice the life and dignity of the human person, to speak up when there is injustice, when there is inequity in society. That's the practicing of our faith. So it is our faith, religious liberty, that is foundational to any society that's going to allow us to truly be Christian. Because we can't be Christian, all right, in a society and sit aside and see injustice take place and not speak up, yeah. not address it. Mm -hmm. We have a responsibility. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst or righteousness, for they shall be filled. And some people have gone on actual, literal hunger strike <laughs> in order to protest <coughs> injustice. So all of this comes under uh, our faith. We're out of time, man. Yes, no, this is really good. I just, this is really good. And we just, this introduction, we just, <laughs> we're just scratching the surface on this. Well, you know, I got two questions. <laughs> <laughs> because people are pouring in questions in the chat, and, you know, and they're letting me know. 
uh, and you know, going back to the first comment, part of the conversation. So it says, is it okay <laughs> to keep asking? Is it okay to keep asking? Absolutely. Jesus said, seek, mm-hmm. ask, knock. And it's in the imperfect tense in the Greek, which means keep knocking, mm-hmm. keep asking, okay. keep seeking. It's not what it does to God. It's what it does to us. Mm-hmm. Repetition reinforces what we are believing. Repetition reinforces what we are. Believing. Absolutely. Yes. We say it again and again to ourselves, right? Until it becomes so much a part of us. That's, that's all we hear. All right. Second, we want it to be catchy. The second question and, uh, is, is this a framework for every time we pray? You know, because you, know, you got individuals watching and they'll, they'll make this the framework and they'll pray and pray. So when it comes to, to dinner, praying for your meal, Lord, you know. They, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to pray for my meal. No, no. But, no, no. but understand, there are different kinds of prayer. Thank you. It says yep. with all kinds of yes. prayer, with thanksgiving. That's another text that we'll go into. Okay. All right. So there are different kinds of prayer. Grace is grace. Mm-hmm. You're not to spend an hour and let the food get cold because you're praying for the missionaries in Africa <laughs> or, 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 or the Pacific. You know yeah, what I mean? Remember, we got these yeah. extremists. I know. know. And that's legalism. That's yes. a legal mentality. And, you know, people feel more comfortable when there's a specific framework. But no, this is a big God. So if you're saying grace, you're thanking God for the food, thank him for the food. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and and let's get on with the meal. Right. Thank you. So it depends on the kind of prayer that you're praying, the context of prayer. If you notice when Jesus was dealing with demonic uh, uh, individuals, demonically possessed individuals, right? He didn't go into a long prayer. He exercised the prayer of command and authority. And we'll talk about that prayer. That's a kind of prayer. All right. He was exercising his authority. And based upon that authority, the effectiveness of it was based upon that authority that he was exercising, and they had to obey him. <laughs> this is good. This is good. And, and, and for those who are watching, this is why we didn't start out with prayer, because we knew we were going to talk about prayer. You know, so we, we, don't worry. We're going to go into some prayer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we're over time, man. Yes. I know it's Communion Sunday. We got a little bit extra time on mm-hmm. Communion Sunday. But I, I think if there's ever, if there's, if there's to be a takeaway from today, all right, it's expanding, broadening your perspective on all of this. Yes. All right. There's a reason why he says pray for everyone, because his house shall be called a prayer, house of prayer for all people. Mm-hmm. God loves everyone. And we've gotten so exclusive in our Christianity. Yes, Jesus is exclusively the way, the truth and the life. But those that he's looking to reach are not exclusive. Yeah. It's open to everyone. Yeah, his love is not exclusive. Ah, yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I, come on, come on. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, let's go into some prayer. Let's go into some prayer, and then we're going to go into an altar call. Okay. And, um, Excellent. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Father, I praise you. We bless you. We honor you, Lord. We love you. We're just overwhelmed by your anointing that's present here and I'm sure present out there where everyone is that is viewing, that is participating through this technology. We thank you for that presence. We thank you that you are God with a specific plan, with a specific administration that you're involved in right now and you've invited us to be a part of that. We are kings and priests. Yes. We're involved in your current government over the earth, and we are involved in your priestly function as intercessors. 
co-laborers, laborers together with you. And I didn't mean to go into prayer, man. I'm that was just, good. That was good. I'm just nope. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got to see ourselves. Yes. You know, beyond victimhood, which is where the devil would like to keep us, confined to, and, and doing stupid things, all right, to keep us praying for the same thing. <laughs> The yes. devil would love to keep you on that merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. It's time to get off. It's time to get off that yes. merry-go-round. Yep. And do what you need to do in order to get your life where it needs to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so as, as, as I, I was praying this week for uh, individuals, and, and, and I'm thinking, and this song came to mind before we go into the altar call. So we have Brother Misha, Minister Misha is going to come up and lead you into the prayer. But uh, there's a song. It's called um, Start Over by flame and it says this it says everybody's got a blank page today is the first day of the rest of your life a story they're writing today a wall that they're climbing you can carry the past on your shoulders or you can start over Mm. regrets no matter what you've gone through jesus he gave it all to save you he carried the cross on his soldiers so you can start over. There's a wonderful verse in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Encourage yourselves daily yes. while it is still today mm-hmm. so, that the, so that none of you may grow hardened by the deceit of sin. And it, it goes on to say we become partners of Christ and, you know, oh, that you would hear his voice today. Today is all you got to work with. Yes. You can lament yesterday, Mm -hmm. worry about tomorrow, but today is all you've got to work with. So that whole idea of blank slate and starting that day off, thank God for Mm -hmm. something called morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Why? It's not because everything has been cleared up and your problems fixed. It's because you've got a new day to face it with a new attitude, a new mindset. So today is very important. All you've got is today, and you never get a second chance. That's today. To live today. Yep. You live it or it's gone. Simple. Hallelujah. That's good. That's good. Very good way to close. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like we should go back into prayer. No, <laughs> man. I, I think we could. You know, and, and the word should stir your heart to pray. Mm-hmm. When you have this kind of exchange in scripture, all right, the word comes alive. And that's why I, I, my format is to read the word first, study the word first. Then I go into prayer. So even if it's just a morning devotion, all right, I'll go into a text and I'll, I'll ask God to let that passage speak to my heart to invoke prayer. That's what I want. I want the word to inspire yes. prayer. Yeah. So you've been equipped. You've been taught how to start off your prayer. This is one of the templates for one of the styles of prayer. And, you know, we ask that you just go into your week. You're praying. Starting for everybody, praying for everybody, even the ones you don't like. And yes, the ones that you don't like, uh, praying for the nations, all nations, leadership within those nations. And then we'll get more of the template as we go into the rest of this December in prayer. God bless. We pray that you really enjoyed something today, uh, that you, re- you received something that impacted your life, impacted your prayer life. And, you know, Amen. Amen. I'm sure, man, they were impacted. I was. I mean, I was getting pumped just talking about this is my passion. Yes. This is my heart. I love the Lord Jesus. I love people. Yep. And um, that combination comes together and you surrender your life to him. He'll use you in ways that you never imagined. So as we leave this place. But never God's presence.
Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we are seeing it come to pass. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.